When you're down in your luck, you're lost in the muck, and your team is running last, just grab a beer, sit down and cheer for the cause of the Void Podcast. Okay, hello and welcome to episode nine of the Cause of the Void Podcast. I'm Jimmy. Hello, Adrian. How are you? Mine already. Fucking hell. <laughs> you say that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've went, I went through the episode. You say that every time. Like I like I'm I'm, yeah, I I'm introducing. You're like, oh wow, five already, oh seven already. You well, know? Yeah, I can't believe I've made an ass of myself on the internet <laughs> this long. You just just continue, continue to, and guess what? What actually should I say? Yeah, so we've we've banked up the episode, right? So um, we're actually recording this after we released the first episode. Yeah, and quite. I don't know, and I'm actually surprised that people actually listen to the first episode, Adrian. How good is how good's that? Yeah, but we know most of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But who knows? Maybe by now, you know, in the future, in how many people, how many, whenever this is released, maybe maybe we'd have more people following or less people. I don't know. This really knows? has any merit to it? I don't know. Well, if you're still listening to this, yeah, give, give that, us a ring. That also does explain Come to our house. why some of the things we've discussed in previous episodes have become a bit dated. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. That is true. Yeah, I've got a good idea, Adrian. Do- if you're listening to this and you want to be on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> email us and tell us why you want to be on the podcast and what you, why you know what you can contribute to the podcast that'd be cool you can like you know have like special guests coming on uh no comment and also if you don't know us you gotta prove that you're not a weirdo you know because you're coming to my house so i, I guess <laughs> <laughs> all right moving anyway, on jimmy jimmy 99 berry at gmail.com give us an email if you are listening to this, I'm gonna smash my head on this desk. <laughs> let's let's just get into it. All right, consumerism. We're gonna continue our um, conversation on that. We're gonna focus on um, how consumerist culture creates a busy culture, and um, I guess I start with saying that this is sort of what I did my um, major work in year twelve on my society and culture major work. It was like a five thousand word. It's called a personal interest project. So, yeah, I wrote 5,000 words on, on, on this. So I guess you could say I'm, I'm an expert, Adrian. <laughs> well, I look forward to testing that. <laughs> yeah. No, by no means I'm, I'm an expert. But I am very interested in this, so I'm, I'm, I have been looking forward to this, this podcast. So it seems, just to summarise all that, what you want to talk about today is how does consumerism affect our working habits in our day-to-day lives? Yeah. Because you say busy... You're you're referring to work, right? Yeah, like pretty. a job or just a general state um, of mind. Busy. I th- I, well, I think I think both. I mean, it's obvious. It's obvious. Um, the whole, you know, working thirty-five hour weeks and that it's mandatory to do that. You know, um, what's that? You know, mo- most of our lives is made up of just working. You know, working to um, sort of create whatever and you know that's not necessarily a bad thing you know i'm going into teaching i'm looking forward to working 35 hour weeks and i think it's probably necessary for students to go to school you know six and a half hour hour days but at the same time you know people are working eight hours a day five days a week that's that's most of your life just working and it's something that is normal but at the same time it's very strange and uh i don't really have much to contribute here except one small point in relation to consumerism, it's simple. You work to get money to buy more stuff. Mm. That's that's it. That's the cycle. There's no more elaboration I can book, put on it. Mm. 
Maybe you can. This mm. is an interest of you, and I'll sit here and listen and ask you questions, but that's all I have to say. Yeah, well... It's just money you don't have for things you don't need. Mm. So you go to work, mm. and that's your life. Yeah, it's... it's for, you know, for some people, it's great, but, you know... And for, for people like me, it actually is <coughs> really, really good because um, I personally struggle with a little bit of, you know, mild anxiety, right? And one of the... You know the reasons why I am why my anxiety exists is because I am built in such a way that I need to be doing stuff all the time. So if I'm sitting down and relaxing, I actually, at the moment, hopefully it gets better in the future. But at the moment, it's very hard for me to relax and do nothing because I just get anxious that I'm not that I'm doing nothing. I'm very similar, Jimmy. Yeah. But is that consumerism's fault or is it just how you and I are? Um, no, I was, what I was saying is, you know, the way that I am in particular, I don't mind the you know, going to work six and a half hour days because okay. if, I, if I didn't, I'd be going crazy. But for a lot of people, you know, it, it, it could just, it consumes all of their lives, you know, and it's for a lot of people, they go to work, they don't actually like going to work. They just get money to feed their families and it's... it's That's how it's been for all of history, Jimmy. Not all of history. You used to work in the fields as mm. a farmer, peasant farmer. Mm. Or you'd go to work in the factories during the Industrial Revolution. It's always been the average person is going to be working all day, almost every day, mm. you know? And even before women were really allowed into the workforce in those kinds of jobs, they would be at home always cooking and cleaning or tidying the place up or something because that's what was expected of them. Mm. They weren't allowed to do anything else. But now they're working right alongside with the men every day, all the time. Mm. It's just So this isn't anything new. Is my point. Yeah. But I think an effect that consumerism has is it's the same thing but for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And it's more extreme it might, than it was before. And I might even argue it's worse because it used to be you work to survive. Yeah. And that's everyone works to survive. Yeah. Now you're working for things that you don't need. Mm. You're just working for the sake of money to buy more stuff. Mm. And that's a very interesting concept. And, and this is completely different for everyone. Right. It, it mean some people are working to survive. Some yes. people are working to you know buy super fast cars. Some people are in between. Probably most people are in between. Um, to I think probably most people are just working hard enough so that you know they can th them and their partner and their kids can sort of have good lives. You know you can you buy things for them not excessively, but and it's not necessarily. A bad thing, you know, but... um, No, there's nothing wrong with buying stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone needs... I'm not advocating we just go back to purely surviving on food and water and mm. then just get rid of everything <laughs> else. Everyone likes having, you know, toys and such to play mm. with. It's just... And I'm, not, I'm not just talking about toys. That's just, you know, stuff for yourself, like a nice... Something nice to put on the table yeah, or course, something yeah. to use. It's just the excessiveness of it. And these things get cheaper and cheaper and become of poorer quality as well. Mm -hmm. And it does deprive people of jobs because you take it to a country that has uh, laxer laws. Mm. You know, iPhones are made in sweatshops in China. <laughs> and the Apple headquarters is officially based in Ireland mm. because they have really low tax laws, <laughs> even though everything they do is based in San Francisco mm. Mm. or it's LA, I don't know, one of those American and cities. A lot, a lot of tennis players 
reside in the Bahamas because they don't pay any tax. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. They don't actually reside in Bahamas, but officially they do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, but what I've been wondering over the years, <coughs> you know, is this is this a good thing? Is it the, is it is the, the way that we currently live our lives in Australia? In, well, obviously it's different in the country, isn't it? Because it is a bit slower out there, probably working. Well, in the country, it's still hard work. Have it's still ever, hard work. Have you ever yeah. been around a cow, Jimmy? No, yeah, they're, no, I'm not saying it's hard. They're shit factories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the consumerist culture is sort of less out in the in the country. They are you suggesting that they're probably more happier to sit down and take a break than the rest of us are sometimes? Probably. I mean, it's just a sl- kind of slower out there, you know. People in terms of time and the way they use it. Well, I wouldn't know. I haven't been to the country. Yeah. Or don't really know anyone from the country. Yeah. Well, as as we mentioned last week. But may- maybe that's just a stereotype that we think of it because yeah. we live out in the city, the that suburbs, is true, yeah. and it's like. Apparently that's a thing, you know, city dwellers always think, ah, oh, it must be so nice out in the country, <laughs> restful, relaxful, and they, they want to get into the city because it's more intense and upbeat and lively. Mm-hmm. But then, I, it's a story as old as time, I think everyone ends up disappointed when they finally do go there, and it's never what they expect. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is true, but... Yeah, I don't know, but uh, what what I what I imagine, you know, it, but okay. The reality is, it might be different in the country, it might not be, but in places like Fiji, um, it is extremely different. All they do is, you know, cook. They they live in they live in little um, <coughs> little huts. A lot of them. Pardon me. Yep. And they live in communities. They live in community like little tribal community things. Sure. Um, and they all sort of work together to get the food and, you know, to and clothes and stuff like that. The, the whole consumerist culture is completely removed from them. And I was wondering, is that, is that even desirable? Is it achievable and is it desirable? Not, not achievable for us. Yeah. Not, not at least while we live here. That's not going to go away anytime soon. Hmm. Desirable, well, I don't know. I've never lived like that. And even though I'm not glued to my phone 24-7, I'm quite attached to it mm. still. It's a very useful piece of technology. Mm. It makes life easier. Mm. So I don't know if I even want to get rid of that, you know, a telly, all that. And I'm, I'll freely admit, I kind of like society mm. in a way. There's mm. a lot of issues in it that I would like to see fixed. But I'm, I'm happy. Mm. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't, More or less. I wouldn't want to live in Fiji. No, that's why the first worlders just go there for holidays. Because mm. it's nice to be there for a little bit, but they could never deal with it all the time. Mm. You know, I want to go home. I want central heating and <laughs> running water. Yeah, and the thing, the reason why is because we're just used to it. We're, we're grown up in that yeah. society. Well, technology has spoiled us. Mm. I'm not proud of it, but. It's, it's impossible not to admit. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't survive seconds out in the bush by myself. <laughs> I tried to once in a hike with uh, Chicken Man, bro. How'd that work out for you? It was terrible. Everyone, I was the worst by far. <laughs> it was so bad. There's only one thing I know how to do, and I think when I was about 10 years old on a primary school excursion, and I always remembered this, I learned how to forage for witchetty grubs. 
but that's forage for, like as in like dig into the ground and dig them under out from under the ground and how to tell where they are and like the little bushes that they hide in and such oh wow yeah so that's protein sourced water i don't know it's probably from the got, sky man it's probably got every <laughs> get from the put your sticky tongue out yeah when it's it raining do, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> rain much here <laughs> yeah australia oh there you go but um yeah i mean would you want to live in fiji probably not I talked to a, a guy, I ran cross-country against him when I was near 12, and he is a refugee. He lived, he grew up in, in Sudan, south, south Sudan, and um, in Africa there. And if, if nobody knows where South Sudan is, it's in... <laughs> it's below Sudan. Well, there is no it's, Sudan anymore, it's just South Sudan. No, there's Sudan and South Sudan. Oh, Really? The country split in two, yes. I thought it was just Sudan. South and it's, it's south of Egypt okay. on the map, so it's northern Africa. Interesting. Mm. But anyway, um, so he grew up in an environment where he lived in a hut. One, there was just one room. All five of his family members just lived in this small little grass hut. And they went out each day and milked the cows. There was no money. They just... Um, traded cattle for yeah. for food and um and they just went out and they chased the monkeys around that was their games <laughs> and he said that and i asked him you know i was like well what was that like and he, he loved it you know he it was a great childhood even though because he, he didn't know anything else he well, just yeah. grew, grew up sure. and he's come to australia because unfortunately there was a civil war over there and it was um still ongoing i think yeah so yeah. he had to come and there was you know gunfire everywhere and and even though he said he only ate one meal a day most of the time, um, he <coughs> said his body just got used to it. Yeah. Maybe he was. Maybe he's underreacting. Maybe he was. I mean, it sounds from my from our perspective that would be terrible. But the, you know, the point I'm trying to make here is that if you grow up in a certain environment, you get used to it, and, and it's it feels sure. like, it feels okay. Part of it is also, I imagine that meal would have been composed of really filling foods. Mm. So. Not a lot of meat, but, you know, milk and dairy is pretty filling. Mm, so mm. You said they milked the cows. I'm going to assume they actually drank the milk or <laughs> yeah. turned it into cheese or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah. No, they, they would know. But then it's like uh, filling grains like rice and such. Mm. That's, yeah, maybe that's part of it, mm. that it was fine with just one big meal a day. Mm. Yeah, but now he's come to Australia and, um, you know, he he wants to be, if, I don't know what he's doing now, but, like, he... He said he wanted to be a farmer because he just loved that life. You know, he grew up in a certain lifestyle. Yeah. He doesn't want to, you know, adopt this all this whole Sydney consumerist stuff. You know what I mean? He might be like because you said that's his childhood. That's all he knew. Mm. But then also because that's all he knew, and he misses it. He misses the simplicity of that sort yeah. of life. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, it's not a simple thing to learn how to milk cows and you know farm mm. but it's it's i guess slower paced mm-hmm. way of life mm-hmm. sure mm. it's but then what do i know yeah but what do you think like is it are we do we just enjoy the way that things are like because that's what we know you know probably yeah actually i'd probably even say almost definitely mm. You get used to it. It's just things that you know. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, you adjust. You just like, this is how life is. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's interesting. But like it, it still does happen, you know. Some people born and raised in a city all their life will end up retiring out in the country and becoming a farmer and just live that way as well. Mm. Vice versa, mm. too. So I guess it's not entirely that. And also depending on how our personalities form and what we want out of lives. Some people love going out into the city every day with all the beeping cars and all the people. It's They wouldn't be anywhere else. Yep. So some other people, that's hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So what do you think about the whole, you know, working? Because at, at the moment in, in, in Australia, you know, that's what it is. You're working 40-hour weeks um, yeah. and there's not really any other option unless you're unemployed like do you think yeah. it's do you think it's it should be the way it is now or do you think it should change at all no that that definitely needs to change people will work people want to work you know they want jobs mm. this whole thing about like oh if you give people welfare and all that they'll just be lazy and sit around on their asses all day that is not true like it it happens that those people usually have other issues going on in their lives like addictions and mm. all that People generally are not lazy. Mm-hmm. So it's it's on the reasons on why you work. You work because you want to and you love the work that you do. Or are you working jobs that you hate just because if not, there's no other way you're going to be able to feed yourself or your family? Mm-hmm. You know, Or is it, again, you're working just to buy stuff that you're being told you should buy? Mm. That, I think, needs to change. It's not so much... A societal issue, as in how it's working, but why it's working. It's a cultural thing. Okay. And I think that's a fair point. Like, I guess, uh, how do I put this? Like, if you, yeah, if you, if you, if you really hate working, um, I, th- I think you should be given the option to work as probably much as you want, maybe, because, mm. or not really. Maybe well, I don't know. Yeah, like how could you? How could it possibly change? I know that um, when I was voting, the Socialist Alliance. Yes. One of their things is working thirty-hour weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to. Th- I don't know what to think of it. I mean, I didn't well, vote for it. It has been proven that having um, less work hours all crammed together as such, and even in some cases instituting a a three-day work week. Yeah. Or a four-day, I think. Mm. It's uh, Productivity goes up and everyone's much happier. Mm -hmm. So it's not that they're doing less work, it's that they're doing better work. Mm. For some reason, having more time on your hands and feeling like you're actually being, uh, what's the word, compensated better for your time and effort means people will work harder mm-hmm. and just productivity goes up, like I said. Mm-hmm. So that idea does hold some merit mm-hmm. of in an ideal world, we'd have Jamie here to look up the article for us. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I think they instituted it in an American town and it worked really well, but then they repealed it back to the normal thing because it okay. was Americans don't like it when things work well. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but that- Sorry. That I might actually get behind. Yep. A 30-hour work week. But that would also have to come along with an appropriate re-leveling of wages and payment mm. rates mm. so people mm. can still survive, obviously. Yep. yep. And that's the thing, but we're so attached to this, you know, buying things and, and we need, 
and, and we're attached, attached to our incomes that, you know, we probably wouldn't look wouldn't like the realities of the 30-hour work week. We'd, li- we'd like the 30-hour work week working less, but we wouldn't like, you know, the le- less production and, you know, the less stuff that is around and the, the less money. Just said there was more production, Jimmy. It uh, went up. Yeah, but it's not that it wouldn't be more production. Less, it, working. Would be, it would no, be more not. production ratio, but it would be still less production if they're working test 10 hours less a week. Sure, but then couldn't you just also hire more people to fill in for when they're not working so everyone has sort of their own schedule of a three or four day work week? And not only that, but it's also beneficial for businesses because when you have more time off, you're going to go out more and spend more money. Mm. Everyone is getting more Mm. out of this. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure there's some flaws that we're not seeing. You know the reason that we have weekends, Jimmy? (laughs) People used to work just about every day of the week. Mm. Then they had Sundays off to go to church, Mm. but that was it. Mm. It was Henry Ford who invented, um, well, he didn't invent it. He was a a businessman in the U.S. at the time of the 30s and 40s. He was really good friends with Hitler, (laughs) worth mentioning. Good luck. But uh, he gave his workers Saturdays off as well. They had weekends, and the reason was because he knew that they would like him for it. Okay. And they would spend more money on his own stuff. So not only did they get something out of it, but so did he. Mm. He did it for selfish reasons, but still, he gave us the weekend. Mm. And when everyone else realized that it was working, that they had, they were working less but better, mm. and it just it kicked off. So everyone had to do it. Otherwise, everyone would only want to work for Henry Ford. Mm. Mm. That is very interesting. So there you go, Jimmy. There you go. A bit of trivia for you, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. But it still makes that point, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. That is true. People people do want to work less. They want more time to themselves. But then, where's the exact right balance? I, I, I'm, feel, I'm thinking this 40-hour thing is a bit I, too much at the moment. I just had, you know, just thought of now, it's probably a bad idea in some way, but... You compensate it by giving, you know, casual workers who only work, say, five, six hours a week, you give them more hours that you take from the other workers and everyone is back on an equal pay grade sort of level and everyone has work that they're happy with but they're not being overworked and they're still being compensated in a way that they can not only survive Mm. on the bare minimum but still be able to go out and get things for themselves. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have things Mm. you know i just don't like just don't think it's nice to be told that you need things Mm. Mm. i'll be the judge of that Mm. that is that's very true and yeah at the moment you know what you flick on the tv if you're watching like you know eight what is it eight minutes every half an hour it's just advertisements billboards everywhere radio pretty much half of the because does does anyone really watch tv so much anymore since Netflix and such. I watch it. <laughs> but, you know, if you flick yeah. on, if you go on the, um, you know, you're on the internet, there's about 20 billion ads that pop up. 
Siri's basically listening to you the whole time, so that it comes up with the yeah, exact the, the ads that um, you know. I listed off you like. The, I listed off all the places we find advertisements in the last episode, Jimmy. They're on bus. They're on the sides of buses. They're yeah. at bus stops. They're at train stations. They're on the sides of milk cartons. They're on TV, on the radio, all over the internet. Mm-hmm. You can't watch a video on YouTube without ad block if, unless you want to get insane from the same KFC ad <laughs> every single time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one pisses $1 me off. One dollar frozen coke. Uh, <laughs> must have one dollar frozen coke. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. But yeah, I mean, it, it's just because you know, most people were probably grown up watching their parents, you know, go to work, you know, work, wake up at six thirty, bus to the city for an hour. Yeah. Work five to nine. Oh, sorry, nine to five. Come back at six thirty, cook dinner, and then they're too yeah. tired and they just go to sleep. Like that's a te- essentially what a lot of people's lives are, and it's I, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty toxic at the moment. Absolutely, but also it was easier for the generations before us, and it was much easier to get a job for them. Mm. It's a really hard a market right now trying to find work for everyone involved. Now the people who benefited from it are now also suffering from it, being that you have. People who are supposed to be retirees by this point, you know, Granny is still working as a cashier in the local supermarket. <laughs> but respect. <laughs> yeah, but then her doing that, it could also be a high schooler who, or a uni student who needs the money to pay for his classes. Mm, mm. Every someone is getting screwed here. Mm. Either way, mm. but one of these people should not be working. They should be able to live out the rest of their lives now resting after a lifetime of working. Mm. But because of, you know, the policies that they've put on our economy, they can't survive anymore without working still. Mm. They're going to literally work them to death. Mm. Yeah, like what's retiree age, 70 at the moment? I don't know. It keeps going up. Yeah. And it's sad, yeah. sad saying the people that can't get work as well. Yeah. Like I went to the city the other day and it's just it's just criminal. The people just on the streets. Like, and, you know, a lot of them do have, obviously, um, you know, mental health issues and um, addicted to whatever drug, that, but they still should have That without proper facilities, they haven't gotten the necessary help for. Yeah. You know? I just feel like it's just criminal. You know, it's like, it's like a given. It's like, oh, if, if you're mental and you're not going to get help, you're going to end up one of the crazy homeless people. Mm. It's like, it's because no one's helping them right. Mm. There should not be a single mental homeless person out there. No, it's so sad. And uh, the the way my dad taught me was is like, don't give them money. They're just gonna spend it on drugs or alcohol. Mm. You know, it's like they just need to work. Is and at the time my father was telling me this, he was actually one of the people at his workplace in charge of hiring others. And I was like, mm. so why don't you give them a job? He's like, no, look at him. Mm. Mm. You know, it's just this endless kick. cycle kick the homeless kind of guy so now genuinely the last time i went to the city with him i gave a homeless fella a fiver Mm -hmm. and i said you know go get yourself like a a sandwich or something mate you know and my dad's like why'd you do that he's just gonna buy drugs and alcohol i was like oh i know but Mm. either i'm gonna buy drugs and alcohol with that money or he's gonna and i think he needs it more than i do (laughs) yeah we're all just trying to get through life aren't we he wasn't happy with that. Yeah. But I did steal that joke from a Frankie Boyle uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, comedy stand-up yeah. show. Okay. So I, I don't want to take credit for that. I'm not that, <laughs> I'm not that quick-witted. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Frankie Boyle. Give him a listen. I haven't listened to him. 
is probably he's an insult comic, right? He doesn't okay. really have material of his own. He just points at people in the audience yeah, and says like, make fun of "What do you do for a living?" That's why you never sit in the front row, folks. And everyone shits themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless you're people like me, you just thrive on it. Like, yeah, fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, but that that must be Roast so me. much. That must be so much fun for Frankie because he's smart enough to be able to be so quick to insult people well, yeah, yeah. and he's literally getting paid to stand up on a stage and tell everyone how much he hates them <laughs> how little he thinks of them uh-huh. there's one guy who's like what, what do you do for a living he's like I'm a lawyer what kind of lawyer property lawyer property lawyer could you be more worthless yeah <laughs> yeah you should just stick your face in a meat grinder and go and live in the woods <laughs> Jesus <Yeah. laughs> that's that's rough <laughs> right <laughs> poor bloke Brilliant. He's, he's doing Brilliant. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, going back to the going yeah. back to the topic, Adrian. Digressed a bit. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Adrian. As you do. As you do. Um. Uh, okay, I'm gonna read out this question. Why are we so addicted to the idea of obtaining the perfect life? Is that is that what we are doing? Are we trying to attain... Is that why we're working so much? Is it... Is it oh, perfect. I don't know. No one's life is ever perfect. No, Everyone but we're trying to achieve... Are we trying to achieve perfection? I don't know. I'm not. Mm. There's... I don't think perfection is a proper thing except as an idea. You know, everyone has flaws and there's flaws in everything. Mm. It's just an idea. Mm. Something to aim for but never really achieve. Mm-hmm. No, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. You know, it's good to have ideals and all you can do is work to the best of your ability to achieve them Mm. and you can still be happy with the end result. Mm -hmm. Even if that's like pursuing relationships, pursuing work, hobbies, anything. It's never always going to be perfect. Mm. You just do the best you can with what you have. Mm. That's all we can do. That's Mm. life. Mm. There's always going to be bad shit in all of those things. No, perfection, not real, not realistic. But yeah. Yeah, there you go. Hmm, that's interesting. But uh, how does that relate to consumerism, Jimmy? All right, well... They try, they try to sell us the perfect life. Okay, so... Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, well, sort of. I actually wrote a, my year 12 creative writing on this on this, on uh, this yes. topic. And it was... The creative writing was about this guy who, you know, goes to the beach and he... Um, it's a recreation of one of the um, chap, one of the pages in the Fight Club, the book. It wasn't in the movie; it was in the book. Uh-huh. And this guy goes to the beach. He sticks five um, tree trunks into the sand, and it's and it and it creates the the shadow of it creates a human hand, but only for a minute. And he's like, Cre-. I know, I know this. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, perfection. Sorry. This was at the beginning of the book, wasn't it? Um. Probably t- towards the beginning. It wasn't the start of it. Though. I only read halfway through it, but oh, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. Perfection, one minute. But anyway, I know what you mean. Yeah, for one minute. And um, and then it's like, oh, perfection doesn't exist in the real world. And then it's like this, then it goes to his life and he's like just working in, you know, meaningless job, you know, nine to five. And um, and he hates it, but he's just, he's just trying to sort of, get money so that he can buy, he can upgrade his TV or he up, can up, upgrade his house or get a better car yeah. or just get, just continually upgrade things in this so, sort of pursuit for this, the Australian dream or, or the, the, the perfect life. Well, and I think that's... Club, the American dream. 
Yeah, which American actually dream, yeah. is is greatly involved in consumerism. Yeah, because yeah. even the American dream is something they're selling you. Mm. Right, they call it an idea, but it's it's always what you're told is the American dream. Mm. You mm. know, I think the Australian dream it's somewhat similar, but it is more an idea that the people themselves have of what to get, not what they were told they were going to get. Mm. Come to America, you'll get a job, have a nice family. <laughs> you know, it's like it's what the immigrants went there for. That's mm. mm. yeah, but sorry. Interrupted again. No, that's that's a very good point, you know. But yeah, it's just I see it so much in society, just these just people and you know, same as you know, my parents in a way, and same as probably most people's parents, and same as me, you know, I, I do it I do it as well. I think it's something that we can all kind of um <coughs> you know, see you kind of notice and reflect on. But yeah, this idea that we you know, we work and work just to upgrade our lives and continually yeah. just try to get better and better. Oh, you know, if I can work a little bit harder, I'll, I can save up for this or whatever. And, and not, I don't know. It's, it's something that can be done well, but you're building it up to something better, but better never comes. Yeah. Is it's not something that leaves you happy. You can't stop and stay and say, I'm satisfied with this now. You need more, more, more. And they encourage you to get more, more and more. Yeah. It's just, Dead end cycle. Exactly, yeah. Because you're like, oh, you know, I'll be happy if I buy this, but then, but then you, then this becomes normal, and then you want another thing, and then that becomes normal, and then you want another thing. Not, not to say that you can't get happy by getting some things, you know. Yeah. But it's not, it's not a happiness that stays. Uh, I'd say my most prized possession that I have is my guitar. Mm. So that makes me happy, and I use it regularly. Some mm. people get really happy. To have a new car, hmm. you know, but it's not happiness that keeps you there forever, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's, guitars can. That's something. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> as long as you make music, but you know, guitars get old and break, and yeah. all that. Thing is, real happiness comes from your relationships with other people. That's what people often say when he's like, "I want to be happy." It's like you need friends and loved ones and all that. Well, I but think that's for another podcast like because you can be. Yeah, happy but that's, and... that's not what consumerism sells you, though. Yeah. What actually makes you happy. Yeah. Or if, or they'll tell you that it will, mm. and it, it doesn't, mm. you know? Mm. There's not the same kind of happiness I get from spending a day with a friend mm. than I get from buying a new razor blade or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it, it is true, because I guess, the, you know, the ads on TV and the, just ads around there, you're like, you know, buy this thing, buy this thing, and you buy it, and you're like, I don't know, are you really? It's like, it's like the it's, what 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 I have in my head is just you know, the the kid who sees the ad on the TV of a toy. Yeah. I want this toy. I want this toy. And then they get the toy and then they play with it for five minutes and they throw it out. Yeah, I, I didn't have that sort of luxury. All my <laughs> toys were hand me downs mostly. Yeah. Then I got like my own a lot, but and I, I never like got bored with them. I just come up with new stuff to do with them. Mm. Like you play out with scenarios and such, toy soldiers, all that. Mm. Um, had had something to say, but I forgot what it was. That's right. Mm. Yeah, you're, yeah. F- you're a forgetful man. I forgive you. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> you're wise though. You're wise like an owl. So like an owl. <laughs> Owls are wise. Yes. I'm I'm happy with that. Well, how did they, where did that come from? Yeah. The, 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 why? Where, how did owls get wise? You know, like what? What? Like. What they, okay. <laughs> Is it because their eyes are like always watching you or something? Possibly, maybe because they're really quiet, and quiet is associated with uh, intelligence in a lot of cultures. You know, yeah. it's the stupid people that are loud. <laughs> yes, yeah. that 
Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Mm, kind mm. of lost the plot there a little bit. Yeah. Selling, selling the idea of happiness and perfection. Mm. You know, it, it, I don't know how to achieve it. Really don't. I'm trying, <laughs> but uh, y- you won't get there by just buying more and more and more. Mm. And that's the whole point of Fight Club, mm. which is your favorite novel. One yeah. of one of and probably my fourth favorite movie. Yeah, yeah. That's the message of it, and the message still rings true, even if it does go really dark mm. at the end of it. And it's like it's the opposite of two extremes is not always the correct position, mm. but neither is the middle position either. You know, you can't just say, "Oh, I'll cut down on the ads a little bit," or you know. I guess, put a few restrictions on the major companies that are selling this to people. And it's like, no, you have to take proper action, Mm, hard mm. action. Mm. I'm not saying eliminate all of it entirely, but this really needs to be controlled because Mm. it's making us... Robots. (laughs) Yeah, unhappy robots. Yeah. Isn't that the whole point of iRobot? Well, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> well, neither have I, but it, I think it was... <laughs> well, why are we talking about it then? I have no idea what the movie's about. I haven't seen it. I think it was something along those lines. <laughs> you know, there's that scene where, you know, he asked the robot, like, can a robot paint, like, a picture of a beautiful landscape or compose a symphony? And the robot goes, can you? Yeah. And it's like, oh, damn. Oh, shit. Yeah, robot's making good points. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um... What's the message here? Do we have a point? Can we find the point? Let's find the point. Let's find the Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks, yeah. Well, we asked a lot of questions, and I don't think all of them have the same point. Mm. And we don't, there's no real answers either. All right. It depends who you are. Right. I'm going to have a sip of water, and then I'm going to try and summarize (laughs) as far as I can tell this has gone. And then I'd like to hear what you have to say, Jimmy. Well, thank you. you. I'm just going to. Spend some time while you're sipping the water. There you go. The sip is finished. Okay. So I think what we... Oh, wait. On... While you speak, I'm going to sip my water. Go ahead. All right. There you go. Continue. Yeah. We need hydration. Stops, <laughs> stops the voice from going rough. Yeah. All right. As far as I can see, what we both have agreed on today is that consumerism is rampant in society. It's everywhere. Yep. It is not beneficial to us as people. It sells lies, essentially. You know, you will be happy if you buy this Mm. or you will be better off if you buy this. People will like you if you buy this. Mm -hmm. And that something should be done about that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what that something is. Yeah, and I think we can can theorise, you know, it might be better if this happens, but we're not politics. And uh, even the politics don't know what they're doing. Nobody knows what what we're doing. We're just making it up. And that's another point. Nobody knows what we're doing. We are just making it up as we go. That we are. <laughs> and, you know, maybe there will be answers one day, but we won't find them in consumerism. Mm. That's the end goal. And I am speaking from a place of ignorance in this case on what the solutions might be, but I have started reading two different books that maybe will have answers. Mm. So if we ever come back to this, I might have more to contribute. Mm-hmm. Um that they are the anarchists cookbook which okay. uh, teaches you how to hijack cars and commit credit card fraud oh. so that's it me. was uh, banned in australia for quite a while really yes how many books would be banned in australia would there uh i think there was one that was banned because it was way too sexual really i can't i can't remember for the porn life of isn't me banned in australia title. so 
Well, no. <laughs> this this would have been a while ago when people okay. were a lot more prude. Yeah. Well, get, wait. Um, well, I guess there's no 18 plus books. You can't put a classification on books, so. Not really, no. But I you guess can. Guess that might might be why. I mean, if you pick up the book and read the blurb, you can usually tell. Okay, this is going to be really raunchy. Mm. <sighs> what was saying before that? Um, I don't know, Adrian. You just keep forgetting things, honey. Just keep forgetting things. Oh yeah. <laughs> the other book I was reading is actually. Uh, this might indict me if I say this on the podcast. It's the Communist Manifesto. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think, you know. <laughs> Continue. I have also read Hitler's Mein Kampf. Oh, uh, is that the okay? That's the book that he wrote while he was in prison, wasn't he? Yes. It was a fucking travesty. It was the one of the worst things I've ever read in my entire life. Good grammar. Uh. <laughs> Well, I guess it would have been I can't, I can't so. entirely remember. Yeah. There was like one or two spelling errors, but they happened in a book that thick because yep. it was quite a, quite a thick book. Oh, yes. Uh, you like them thick, don't you? I, oh, got sorry. it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> you got me. I sure, I sure do. I sure do. It is a thing. I, I love reading, right? I've made that clear in this podca- podcast. Reading Mein Kampf made me want to stop reading. Wow. It, it was so bad and the exact opposite of that ideology is communism it's constantly opposed to fascism and nazism so i thought if if i've given the nazis a fair go and still found them to be absolutely disgusting human sacks of crap Hmm. let's hear what the commies have to say as well (laughs) both ends of the spectrum adrian yeah and in this case i do think the answer probably lies somewhere in the middle well of course who knows maybe the reds have a point Maybe. Maybe those guys in the Socialist Alliance do know what they're talking about. Mm. Well, but, yeah, we all think we know what we're talking about. Oh, well, no, we don't. I don't know what I'm talking about, I guess. I know I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Which brings me on to my, my next point. Um, I think, in terms of summarising this, like, we're all sort of making it up as we go. Yes, we are. We're all, we're all sort of put here on this earth. We have no idea what the fuck's going on. We, Even though some of us pretend to. Some of us pretend to. Don't. And, well, and we can use religion. Some people, you know, use religion as sort of a coping mechanism in a way. And some people genuinely believe... Anyway, well, that's for another podcast. Sure. But religion was created in, as a way to sort of deal with it, deal with this this sort of thing that... This idea that we've, we've placed here with no real purpose. And I think, and, and you know, we're kind of... We, we sleep eight, eight hours a day. We've got 16 hours of the day to do something, right? <coughs> what do we do? Well, we can make it up to, to work or, you know, like, what, literally, what are we going to do? If, what, what, if we don't work eight, eight hours a day, what do you just sit around? Work. Like, what are you supposed to do? You can paint something, can make music. I don't know, know. but pe- 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 people might, I don't know. But it's just, it's just, it just interests me that, you know, what, what would we do it's if we didn't just, have work? It's all just... Pointless exercises in the grander scheme of things, mm. but there's no, there's there's nothing else. So find joy in doing things that you like. If you like working, go be a workaholic. Great. Mm. Mm. Don't let it impede on your happiness, though. That's as too yeah. much of anything will. If you like art, paint a picture, mm. make music, mm. read a book, do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all just ways to spend our time before the grave. I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> 
and it's very hard at the moment for yeah. people to do that. You, you know, like if 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 you if you are working forty hours a week and you're an hour there, an hour back, and you're exhausted, you know, what if it's you know, oh, maybe I won't go to the gym, maybe I won't play music today, you know, like it's it's sad that people can't be who they truly are and do what they truly like because because of work, you know, some some sometimes. Sure. Or maybe they're belittled for liking what they like. You listen to that music? You like this crap? <laughs> All that. I find the meaning in just not only myself in what I like, the music I like, the art I like, the books I like, but also in just spending time with people I like. Mm. That's that's it. It's not about me. It's about them. Mm. And work kind of takes away from that in, in a way. I mean, you still got well, the weekend. If it's, if it's about me and I like my work... Then it doesn't. Well, that's but the thing. If you hate your job, then yes, mm. that's it impedes on people's happiness. Yeah, and think it's rampant right now in society that there are a lot of people who are deeply unhappy, mm. work related or not. Mm-hmm. An easy thing would be just say, oh, well, you know, find a job you like, and then whatever. But you know, like that, it's, that's you and can't say that. There's <laughs> not, yeah, there's not always hirings for jobs that you like. Yeah. No? Or maybe you might actually, you would really like something, but you'll never think to do it, mm, mm. right? I never really considered getting a job in a trade, you know, plumbing, electri- electrician, all that. This is because I was so discouraged from it as a child. My parents, uh, they have rather old-fashioned ideas about those kinds of jobs. It's like, it's for the low class. Mm. You have to be better. Mm. It's like, well, now that I've actually given it some thought, I actually might really enjoy that. Mm. It's not... So what if it's, you know, for people, blue-collar jobs who spend their weekends in the pubs? So what? <laughs> That's a good life. Yeah. And it's good work. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. Just be true to who you are, I suppose. But... And yeah, that's another thing that's very thing hard is, to do. I realise that, but not everyone always does. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. maybe they're too busy buying things that they don't want with money they don't have. <laughs> Guess that's rounds it back to the main point mm-hmm. well there you go I think that's a nice way to wrap it up what do you reckon Adrian? sure <laughs> maybe maybe one day one of these days Jimmy you should wrap it up I feel like I talk too much oh, no, I feel like I do talk too much but I guess that's what happens if you do a podcast for 45 minutes you both end up talking too much so we do yeah. <laughs> yeah. anyway thanks it's for strange, it's a strange feeling to think that total strangers might one day hear these deep held opinions <laughs> yeah. you know like because we, we do get quite philosophical talking about you know doing things you love with people you love mm. it's just I don't talk like this to strangers <laughs> yes well now you do Adrian yeah. now, in the comfort of my bedroom <laughs> yeah he just sets up a table in the middle of his bedroom and we sit down and record this <laughs> how good is it yeah it's basically a garage band but a podcast it is it is Oh, man. We could have called this podcast The Garage Band. I don't know. Yeah, we could have. That might might work, though. Yeah, we'll change the name just because it works better. Nah, nah. (laughs) Calls of the Void's pretty good. We're nine episodes in, Jimmy. Like it or not, this is Calls of the Void. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Just, uh, just, I don't know. Look, if if you agree or disagree with us... If you're if anything sparks in your mind, please message us. You know, we'd love to know what you think. Yeah, you as long as you don't, you know, abuse us. That'd be pretty bad. Uh, you can abuse me. I think it's funny, <laughs> Just, but only if I can abuse you back. Yeah, because you know, 
but yeah, it's, you, it's good fun. It is good fun. But uh, yeah, if you, yeah, I mean, if you have, if you don't agree with us, then let us know. You know, we'd love to have a healthy, healthy discussion about it. Or even if you do and you just agree with what we said, or maybe you learned something. Yeah, I would like to hear that. I think we would. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, just, Jimmy ninety nine Barry Gmail dot com baby. Yeah, message him. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll forward it to you. <laughs> yes, emails. Yeah, and we'll answer them on this podcast, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Who knows? Who knows? Might might be fun. Maybe. It would be fun. We can have it on. They can talk. They can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that that might be a good way to finish, don't you think, Jimmy? I think so. Well, anyway, yeah. nice nice seeing you, again, Adrian. Nice. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Nice to see you, Jimmy. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening. (laughs) Funny earth.